0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yes, 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 and welcome back to the Fresh Arsenal podcast. Very different podcast today, and unfortunately, if you're not a fan of me, PB, the host, it's probably time to turn off already because. We're going to do just a bit of a solo run um, from myself today. Some thoughts on Arsenal after quite a strange period um, we've had in September. I think three games in total and we're going into a madness in October and November. And it feels almost like we've had a bit of an off season. And now we're going back in straight with it in the North London derby on Saturday. Early kickoff, huge game. With huge repercussions, obviously, really early in the season. But Arsenal have been labelled as league leaders for for some time now, and losing the game to Spurs would put them on top of the league at least until Man City have an opportunity to change that. And suddenly, Arsenal have a very different narrative around them. Um, there's a potential for us to be losing both of the sort of tougher games that we've had, and the messaging and the confidence impact that will have to the players is potentially quite substantial. So a massive, massive game coming up on Saturday. So I'm going to talk through a little bit about that and a little bit around some of the latest news around how Arteta might need to rotate his squad and the challenges he's going to have given the latest injury issues that are coming through. Even today we've had Smith Rowe announce that he's undergone some surgery. He's had lots of intermittent Issues, so we'll get into that as well, and a few other bits. But hopefully, you will be interested enough to listen along um, to this short podcast, and we will be back to the normal scheduling on Monday next week. Firstly, let's talk a little bit more about the North London Derby on Saturday. Some interesting team decisions for Arsenal to make, and I think much of it is going to depend on the fitness of a few players. Arteta is unlikely to reveal much in his press conference before the game. Um, but we've seen from international duty that the likes of Tommy Attu have returned early. There's talk of Ben White potentially having a knock as to why he, he wasn't involved with England. Partey has come back early as well. Um, has obviously was injured before the international break but has been playing for Norway. Um, and Zinchenko was injured for the international break for Ukraine so didn't feature so a few question marks as to those players there's also Tierney I believe came off with some concussion and um, so I'm going to talk about the team that I would use in this game but it's it's very dependent on the condition of all of those players and you know I'm quite glad that Arteta leaves the opposition guessing a bit because we've got a very thin squad and if everyone knew exactly the condition of all our players I think we could be quite predictable at times. So I'm quite happy not to know, but it does make it difficult to, to sort of make an informed decision on the team. But let's say everyone's fit. Um, I think Gabriel Saliba, obviously, at the heart of the defence for, for pretty much everyone. The questions then come at fullback, which is, is a really interesting one because Spurs, obviously, Son's not been at its best this season, but back to... Back to his best in that in that game against Leicester with that hat trick off the bench and obviously he's a huge danger, especially now he's sort of found that little bit of form, goal scoring touch again. He obviously plays from the left. Kuluskevsky who, who could have a knock as well, I've been reading today, but is another danger on the right. If not, there's Richarlison there. Um, you know, they've got attacking talent out wide, so the full backs is a really interesting position to pick. Ben White has obviously held that position down so far. Um I wouldn't change that if he's fit if he's fully fit. I think Tomiyasu can continue to add value off the bench in, in different game states in this game. He's going to start some of the games this month because we've got a lot coming up, but White, you know, presuming he's he's fully fit, he's had the international break off uh, unlike Tomiyasu who had played a game for Japan before coming back and that may be because he's injured as well but I would stick with White as much as I, I would trust Tommy uh, against him I think White, we have some fear about him against sort of direct, um, really talented wingers but we saw what he did to Zaha in the first game I thought he's really sort of reinvented himself a bit in the in the right back role and I wouldn't look to change that unless we have to on the left, it's uh, it's a bit trickier. Tierney didn't have uh, some great games recently, but against Brentford, thought he was really good. Looked like he's adjusting to this team a bit more. Again, though, he, he did get a knock to the head for Scotland um, and came off early in the, in the international game. I'd be tempted by Zinchenko if he's fully fit, again, because he's had that break. He's had that solid break off. And I just think at home, I would like to take this game to Spurs. I think we need to be dominant. We need to score the first goal. Tierney does offer more defensive security, which would be valuable. Um, But I think let's not be too scared of Spurs and let's make the decisions based on who can help us play the way that we need to play to win the game. Obviously, with some consideration on how to counter their threats. But for me, it's Sinchenko and White, if everyone's fit. The brilliant situation we're in though is that if it's Tierney and Tomiasu starting, I'm not going to look at the lineup and, and be particularly frightened any more so than I am of of the game in general. So you know that's testament to our depth at fullback now, which is perhaps the best depth we've got anywhere on the pitch, as we'll we'll talk about as we go forward, because heart of midfield, we can't get past Thomas Partey. Hopefully he's fit. As I said earlier, he he's come back from the Ghana squad early. Needs to play for me. Um, even if it's just the 60 minutes or so, get us dominant in the game. Um, if he's not fit, I think we have to sort of revert to a bit of a, a 4-2-3-1, drop Saka a little bit deeper to help La Conga out in that position. Um, I wouldn't do anything else you know that I've seen people talking about perhaps playing Zinchenko at 6 not seen that before I don't think the time to sort of trial it is in the North London derby equally Granit Xhaka could play a bit deeper I just think against a strong team let's have two players in more of a double pivot formation Odegaard uh, I think should be starting as club captain if he comes back from the Norway games fully fit there is a chance that after having an injury and, and playing in those games he he isn't at his uh, 100% best and if so I think I wouldn't again have much fear in Vieira starting the game you know he's had some confidence boost in goal against Brentford I thought he wasn't uh, standing out as a exceptional player in that game but I think maybe that's even better that he just sort of slotted in and, and didn't make a fuss and I, I think you know I worry sometimes about his ball security, especially against a counter-attacking team like Spurs. So that's why, for me, I'd definitely go for Erdegaard if he's fit. But no huge worry if not. Um, Vieira's going to play plenty in this month. And out wide, it's got to be Saka and Martinelli. Uh, The benefit we've got of, and obviously Jesus through the middle, benefit we've had is Martinelli and and Jesus have had an extended break because they're going to play a lot of minutes in the next six weeks for Arsenal and we're going to need them to be on the form that they've been on so far this season for Arsenal and I think it's quite exciting that, um, you know, they are fresh. Saka did go away with England, played left wing back first game Uh, in the second game, came off off the bench for the last half an hour, played right wing and played really well, looked sharp and I think... Despite playing in both those games, he's had a bit of a a bit of a break anyway from the sort of Arsenal intensity in the, the Premier League game. So really excited to see what our front three do this month. So for me, the biggest test for Arteta in the next six weeks is how he rotates. The substitutions he makes, we're going to see five sub Arsenal in full flow. You know, he was much criticised for his substitution with 15-year-old Ethan wary before the break. My personal opinion on that is is, is ludicrous to be criticising it. But also we are going to have games where I guess the game is on the line and perhaps they still need to be thinking about the fitness of certain players. For example, maybe you've got Thomas Party, He's just played three games in a week we're one all away at Leeds, and we need to win the game and it and it's you know sort of 20 minutes left and the data is telling us that he's at risk you know Arteta's is going to have to make some difficult decisions because we have seen we've heard from the medical staff and and things that arsenal have had to rush players back previously because we've not had the cover My fear is that we do that again. And the issue is when you do that, A, you may not get the player at 100%. I think we've seen Partey, as an example, playing nowhere near his best when he's not fully fit. The second problem is that if he does get uh, triggered, he's going to be out for a substantial amount of time. And, you know, if you're out for a month or four to six weeks, you're missing... 13 games or something in this period so it's really important that Arteta has a plan with the medical staff for all of these players because it's a very tight squad with Smith Rowe now out to the new year um, and a few other issues and an already really thin squad you know we've got teenagers on the bench against Brentford and that's before this huge fixture congestion so they're going to need to be really careful with the key players. I don't want to see Saliba in Bodo Glimpse. I don't want to see Jesus there. You know, We've got to trust, even if there's a couple of of teenagers starting that game from the under-23s, I think we're going to have to trust them because they should be able to get us through the group. With a couple of the rotational first-teamers in, we should have enough to get through. Um, and Arsenal need to keep those key players fit and firing in the Premier League over this really weird six-week period. Let's get to that World Cup being towards the top of the league. With the Man City game suspended, Arsenal do have tough games. Don't get me wrong. In October, but it's it's fairly nice. You know, we've got Spurs and Liverpool when they're at home. So we're going to have to play them both away later in the season. So this is our period where. We need to, if we're going to beat big teams, it's more likely to obviously happen at home. And Liverpool haven't been the Liverpool we know this season. Spurs have been effective and efficient. But as a footballing team, I, I really feel in both of those games, we should be looking to go and win. Um, I don't see why we can't have those ambitions. And then there's a home game against Forest away games against Southampton and Leeds, you know, they can be tough games on their day, but for the ambitions that we've got, we should be should be trying to win those games as well. And perhaps Chelsea away looks the toughest in this six-week run. Um, and then you've got Wolves away and then it's, it's the break for the World Cup. So it's a tough run, mainly for me because we've got a lot of games rather than the fixtures themselves, especially with that City game taken out of the mix now. However, we've seen Arsenal in in previous years, you lose one, you lose two, you lose three sometimes. So really important we get off to a winning start in the run against Spurs on Saturday. And I think with a better team, I think, you know, probably eight times out of 10, we win the game. Obviously, anything can happen in football. We've got to be really careful in the transition to prevent Kane doing his magic, Kane and Son against us. We need to not give away the obvious Kane penalty that they seem to always get. We know that he's looking for these things. We need to be smart. We need to show our maturity for a young team in this game to show we've grown up because there's a lot of talk about the media still having old narratives about Arsenal, but I think we're being too kind to ourselves there to say that, to be honest, because it's not that old, is it? I mean, we crumbled against Spurs and Newcastle in the cauldrons, a few months ago at the end of last season yes we've signed a few new players but at Old Trafford we made silly mistakes out of possession lost our shape we did crumble a bit yes we look a lot stronger on the ball against the weaker teams we look like we can kill them and suffocate them and I do believe this team is different but I don't think we have the right yet to say the media are wrong to, to say that we are a team that maybe can't cope with those tougher atmospheres or when the going gets tough. Um, It was great that we bounced back against Brentford. I think that was the first sign that maybe there is a a change in mentality in this side because I think previous seasons, after losing to United, we could go there and sort of fall into ourselves and let the ground swallow us up and, and lose the game. But it was such a confident performance and, and I was really pleased by that, but we've got to carry that through and we've got to be, with these run of fixtures, we've got to be towards the top of the league because it's going to be a very tough second half of the season. We're going to have away games against you know Spurs, City twice, Liverpool, uh, and there's going to be congestion to the other side of the year as well. You know, I haven't looked closely at the fixture schedule, but presuming we get through the Europa League, we're going to have those games, all the rest of the Premier League games, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough turn of the year, so I really hope that uh, we can put together some really strong results over the next six weeks. So we talked a lot about rotation and, and how we're going to line up. There's a few players that are quite integral to to this, and I think... The first one is Lukonga. Arsenal clearly viewed Lukonga as a a deep midfield Thomas Partey alternative when they signed him last season. I think that was obvious. What's been clear since is that he's maybe not been able to offer that same service. And in pre-season it was interesting because we saw Lukonga play almost exclusively as a number eight, a more attacking player, playing in... Granit Xhaka's position, really. And he played, I think it was every every time he was on the pitch, he played in that position in pre-season. And, and then, unfortunately, as soon as Thomas Partey had an issue, El Nene, who had been reliable and, and fit for us, had a, a major injury. And that just changed everything. And it left us really like You know, Arsenal clearly tried to sign a defensive midfielder late in the window with the, the move for Douglas Luiz. So, you know, that move for Luiz plus the pre-season stuff shows you that Arteta doesn't see Lukonga as a defensive midfielder in this system, at least yet. Um, you know, maybe they saw Nene as a, a bit of a bridge this season as Lukonga learnt that role, but there were no signs this season that Arteta wanted to use Lokonga in that position for me though when you look at the squad and what we're going to have to do this month and you know Partey could get injured at any moment we're going to need Lokonga to play that position we've got players who can who can cover further up we don't have anyone who's naturally in that position I don't see Zinchenko as as a defensive midfielder you know I would maybe explore that if Laconga gets injured as a sort of absolute final option. But I don't think we should be messing around with that. He can play in the left back role and obviously support in the system, he tucks in a bit and, and naturally supports the parte position. But the manager, the coaching staff, they need to coach Laconga into this role at least for the next six weeks. And it can be just that, you know, they should be working on doing something in January right now. This squad is so thin. The £30 million move for Luis that failed shows that they want to do something in central midfield and they need to be preparing that for January. But for this six weeks, Lukonga, for me, needs to learn his deficiencies in that position. And we can't just say when he makes mistakes, oh, that's not his position. This is where the coaching staff need to earn their money. We may need to adapt the system slightly in some of the, the tougher games. As I said earlier, Xhaka dropping slightly deeper. Do we have Sinchenko tucking in a bit more and sort of playing at least in possession alongside Lokonga? This is where the coaching staff need to earn their money and we can't afford to just exclude Lokonga because he's one of very few senior outfield players that we've got. So... It's essential he has his minutes and it's essential he develops because he's a young player, but he's not that young. Um, He needs to show value in this squad, or I think very quickly there won't be a place for him. Because if we replace him with a defensive midfielder in January and we say we see him as an eight, what does that mean for Xhaka, Vieira, uh, Zinchenko potentially having minutes in the field? You know, there's a longer queue ahead of him in that position. So he can really make his mark in the next six weeks. You know, hopefully Partey stays fit and he doesn't have to play a huge amount, but at least the Europa League games, Laconga should be playing in that role and learning that role through minutes on the pitch. And then when Partey does get injured, almost inevitably, it feels like he should be fresh and ready to, to step in. And I think the problem last season when we ended up throwing him in after barely using him, he failed that sort of audition Then Arteta decided to completely change the system to to try and not play Le Congre essentially because he didn't trust him there. And that can't happen again. And I think that was one of Arteta's key weaknesses last season. He left a lot of people out cold. And that's maybe why he wanted a smaller squad so that he didn't have to do that. But... We're going to have to keep these rotational players really involved, fit, match-sharp, because at this level, you're a couple of steps to the left or the right and you're conceding a goal on the break against Spurs and you're losing the game, and that's changing the whole destination of the season with a couple of steps. So he needs to be on the pitch. He needs to be playing. For me, every Europa League game, 90 minutes, in that defensive midfield role. And then he's ready for those Premier League games if and when he's required. Another interesting aspect is up top. We've got Edin Ketia. He's actually played every single Premier League game this season, but every single game has been from the bench. And this next six weeks is when I think we're going to have to start seeing him start some games what that looks like with Jesus whether we move Jesus wide or Enketia wide and play them both or whether you know we ultimately rest Jesus I'm not sure we can afford to do that but I think Arteta is going to need to be creative in getting Enketia into that starting lineup. I see him perhaps as an alternative to Martinelli on the left we've seen his work right it really improve his strength on the ball as well And I think, you know, one of Jesus or Nketiah could start up top and they can rotate in game as well because that would really present a a tough challenge for opposition defenders if you've got those two interchanging and then Saka on the right or even if we need to rest Saka and Martinelli goes on to the right, you know. I think we've got to... arteta has got to be looking at the fixtures and think what game could Enketia have the most impact in? Who's going to struggle with his qualities more so than Saka because, or Martinelli because there are games where I think Enketia is going to need to start and deserves to start and can perhaps have more impact than, than one of those front three especially if they're playing regularly so obviously the Europa League minutes but I would like to see Enketia involved from the start in some games in the Premier League as well Thank you very much for listening to the Fresh Arsenal podcast PB monologue today Um, hopefully if you've made it this far you found that interesting, we'd love to have you listen again some more, we do normally have more than just me speaking to a microphone I can promise you, Uh, there's a few of us who will be involved over the next month lots of football to come, we try to record every Monday Um, so hopefully we'll be speaking after a North London Derby win on Monday and I can share that joy with pet and maybe one or two others as well so thank you very much for listening if you are a first time listener or haven't subscribed to us yet it would be brilliant if you could subscribe onto whatever you're listening to us on right now drop that subscribe and if you haven't followed me yet um i'm at ollie price bates on twitter so drop me a follow over on twitter and the Twitter account for the podcast is at Fresh Arsenal Pod, so give us a follow over there as well. Thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next one. Network.